0: Welcome to Driving Success, a Fleet Advantage podcast. I am your host, Tracy Darawal, and here with me is Brian Antonellis.
1: Great. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for being on, Brian, and we're so happy to have you. And we're also glad to have you all join us for our very first episode on our brand new podcast. So just to give a little quick rundown on Fleet Advantage and who we are, we serve America's top transportation fleets, and we guarantee the absolute lowest cost on ownership by providing specialty financing, fleet management services, fleet data analytics, and lifecycle cost management for corporate transportation fleets. And by creating this podcast, we hope by providing insights by some of our top industry experts like Brian Antonellis that we can help other transportation professionals be inspired And informed. Speaking of industry experts, again, we have Brian Antonellis here, you guys. This is our Senior Vice President of Fleet Operations here at FA, and we thank you so much, Brian, for being here and being our first guest speaker. So welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me. Look forward to it.
0: So, Brian, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background within the transportation industry?
1: Sure. So I spent the last 25 years in transportation, everything from asset procurement to asset management, And here at Fleet Advantage, SVP of Fleet Operations, my role really encompasses making sure we buy the asset correctly, making sure that it is managed correctly throughout its life cycle, and to make sure that we're that trusted advisor for our customer. Listen, lots of things come up when you're running a fleet. You're going to face some challenges, but we've put together a team here that can help support you through that process. And even when there's challenges, we try to make it as easy as possible.
0: Exactly. And we can definitely vouch for Brian and his team, and you guys do a phenomenal job as well. And I wanted to talk about something that I feel like that is on everybody's radar, right? And I just think that it's a little bit like confusing in a way. So I wanted to talk about this car mandate. So can you explain or can you just share what is that? What's going on with that?
1: Well, absolutely no softballs here. First episode, we're jumping right into it. Right. Probably one of the most challenging topics we're going to having on the transportation industry for the next few years. Yeah. So CARB, California Air Resource Board, right. right? And their mandates are the emissions restrictions that they've put on the transportation mm-hmm. industry. We've had several key milestones over the past few years, but the one that everybody's referencing today is 2027. Right, So we're gonna see a tightening in emissions regulations and it's gonna come in a couple ways. One is a technology change mm-hmm. and two is warranty adjustments to make yeah. sure that people maintain the trucks correctly throughout their life cycle. Exactly.
0: And then also I keep hearing about a pre-buy along with like this whole CARB, how do the two actually correlate? Like what do they have to do with each other?
1: Well, there would be no pre-buy without CARB. So in 2027, like I said, the emissions standards are changing, mm-hmm. technology is changing. The cost is gonna go up on some of the equipment. So a lot of the large fleets have decided, you know what, instead of waiting till 27, when there's still some ambiguity around what exactly and how good that technology is going to perform, why don't I buy my trucks in 2026 and let that technology mature for a year? We actually think the pre-buy might go all of 26 and maybe even half of 25.
0: Right, so how large of an impact financially would that be for transportation fleet? How large are we we're seeing or thinking right now? What we
1: will see a cost increase on is acquisition price. Okay. So typically fleets expect right. to pay somewhere between two to three percent year over year increase, which works out to somewhere around, you know, three to five thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. What we're gonna see in twenty twenty seven is a twenty five to thirty thousand dollar increase. That's never been seen before. And that's really coming at us from two ways. One is the technology enhancement to reduce right. the emissions. And like I said earlier, the other half is warranty because they wanna make sure that the warranty covers the useful life of the vehicle. Okay. So it's certainly going to be different. It has people a little bit nervous. So they're saying, let's buy our trucks a year early so we can wait, let that mature. But it's Mm -hmm. also that's also going to cause some disruptions.
0: Exactly. What do you think are some action items in your opinion, right, that transportation fleets can do, I guess, in order to prepare for this upcoming mandate?
1: I think you hit it right on the head there. We need to prepare. So we have three years, the rest of 24, 25, and 26 to get ready. So we have to have an asset strategy. And that starts with understanding what you think your need is going to be over the next three years, what percentage of your fleet is due for replacement over the next three years, and what do you think your availability to equipment is going to be. So if we know 2026 is going to have people purchasing trucks early, you're still going to have people buying trucks to replace them. And the industry only makes 300,000 trucks a year. So there's a defined amount. It's not like you can just ask them to make more. Right? So exactly. we gotta figure out how many you're gonna need, how many do we think you're gonna be able to get in 26. If that number's limited, let's order extra in 25. Because you don't wanna have to order extra in 27 when there's that those technology changes that right now people just aren't comfortable with.
0: I'm not gonna lie to you, Brian. A lot of this is pretty difficult to navigate in my opinion. Just is there resources or support to assist transportation fleets as they trying to navigate this whole car mandate, the whole pre-buy thing, like, is there any help for them?
1: Uh, Absolutely. So I'm a little partial to fleet advantage, right? But what Mm -hmm. we're doing is we're out there working with our customers, setting up what that strategy should look like. Are there other companies doing it? Absolutely. There are also a lot of fleets that are hiring that competency onto their internal staff, Mm -hmm. right? It starts with understanding your data understanding how your fleet's performing today, projecting your needs as well as your replacement for the next three years, and then working with your OEM partners to make sure that you have those trucks that you're gonna require over the next three years available to you and so that you don't have any gaps. What we really need to move away from is historically in this industry, people would think about what they needed for the next year sometime around mid to late summer they do some analytics and then they place their order in Q4 and they get absolutely everything they needed. Okay. That's not gonna be the case for the next few years. We know we're gonna have a divide number of trucks. We know we have some headwinds with technology and different mandates. So we need to make sure that we plan and we're able to execute that plan. So in 2027, you're successful and ultimately you can meet your demand of your customers. Can you okay. get your product delivered? That's what okay. we're all here to do.
0: I'm just thinking, Okay, so what are we going to do about electrification, like the trucks and, and all of that? How, you know, transportation fleets are supposed to, like, transition through all of this craziness, in my opinion?
1: Well, it's certainly going to be another challenge. But it's one that I think we can do in conjunction with your three-year plan. It made a lot of sense, and it always has been our position, that if you're going to put an alternative fuel or an electric vehicle in, you should plan for 18 to 36 months. And the reason you need to do that is because th- there's more steps. So for a diesel, you go and you order a truck, place a purchase order, you order the truck, it delivers in six months. For an electric vehicle, you're gonna place an order, it could be anywhere between 12 to 18 months, depending on the backlog of build. You're probably gonna need to go out and get a grant. These vehicles are two, maybe three times as much as a traditional diesel vehicle. So you're gonna wanna get some grant support. And then you're also gonna have to go out and work with your municipality. Do you have enough power in your buildings today to charge these vehicles? You know, and then never mind getting the charger installed. So there really is a three-year pathway to get an alternative fuel vehicles, vehicles in the fleet, anyways. So it makes sense to do it in this three-year pathway. When I think about alternative vehicles, alternative fuel vehicles, I really think about understanding the need and the want. A lot of corporations say they want to transition to alternative fuel, but how much of it really makes sense? How many routes can accommodate it? And there are some areas where. It's very easy, if you have a lot of trailers in your yard, you can go to an electric yard truck, right? You can control the charge, they're not out on the road, you don't have any of that charge anxiety. But, you know, if, if you're running regional three, 500 miles a day, it's a little more challenging. So I'd say define your need, how many you really need in the fleet over the next three years, and build that into your acquisition plan.
0: Thank you for that answer, Brian, because I know like this was a lot of information to cover. So. I would say, like, this was great insight as far as trying to give us, you know, a simplified version of something that I think is just very complicated to navigate. So I just want to say thank you so much for providing your expertise and your knowledge on this, because I do think that you are definitely helping people out there when it comes to this type of topic, you know, and, you know, ESG mandates. So I want to say thank you again,
1: Brian. Thanks for having me. If one thing we've learned about transportation over the last 25-30 years is there's always going to be challenges but this is a very resilient industry we'll figure out how how to get through them and we'll work together to make sure that we have a good outcome
0: and on that note i know we hit you with a lot of information and we probably didn't answer all of your questions when it comes to this whole carb pre buy thing but this is where you can reach out to us if you want to so actually Brian's information is going to be in the description below. So we're going to leave all his information there. So if you would like to follow up and get more answers, you know, to your questions about the car mandate and the pre-buy, jump down in the description box below. So you can get his information and I'll also leave my information there as well. So thank you again for joining us on our very first episode on driving success. To catch our podcast, you can actually visit our social media platforms such as YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, and you can also listen to us on Spotify. So as we continue to make these episodes where we're going to be discussing, you know, trends that are shaping our industry, we hope that you continue to, you know, stay engaged, subscribe if you're interested in seeing more episodes from us, and until next time, Let's continue to drive solutions together.